Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, welcome. Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy, and my trusty steed, Bo Brock, is back. <laughs> follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. You can watch us there, too. You can follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow him at Bob Brack. Byron Murphy under the microscope today. AJ Green under the microscope today. They're both getting their own segments. First off, Bo, this episode is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. Brian Peacock, co-host of Locked on 49ers, and Matt Williamson, was a scout for a decade. He's been around the NFL for a long time in the game of football. They have a 30-minute show daily, Peacock and Williams, and they talk about all the hot-button issues surrounding the NFL, you know, trades, news stories, Aaron Rodgers. That's pretty much what it's going to be for the entirety of the offseason. Check them out. You don't want to miss it. Peacock and Williamson, wherever you get your podcast. Bo Brock had a child 48 <laughs> hours ago, 72 hours ago, and he is now gracing us with his presence and I think he's still asleep. I think he told me, I'm going to sleep through this. It's going to be about every other podcast I do. The takes are going to be terrible. I will be asleep. Bo Brock, how has the first 72 hours of fatherhood been, sir? It's uh, It's been just a whirlwind. I don't even know how I got here. This is un- like I just time traveled. The last time we talked on Monday morning, and then now we're here. I'm like, we're the, the, the last few days have been a blur. They've been nothing but a blessing. I appreciate everybody that's been reaching out on social media. That's incredible. So thankful for everybody that listens and uh, the well wishes to my family, my wife, my new son, who's a uh, number one draft pick, looking great. He's uh, it was a little touch and go at the beginning. I'll save you guys the details, but man, he's he's it's amazing how resilient just uh, the human body is, and everybody's doing awesome, man. And uh, except for sleep deprivation, holy crap! I mean, like they prepare you for it, but you're never prepared for it. I mean, and I was telling Alex off mic, I'm like, I got the perfect analogy of how this is going on. Like the, the, if you're going to cast my family as Arizona Cardinals, it's like my son is Kyler Murray, right? He's, he's the franchise quarterback. My wife is the legendary Larry Fitzgerald. And then I'm like Cliff Kingsbury. We don't know if this guy's calling up the right plays. If he knows if he's in, a, I'm definitely in over my head. There's no doubt about it, <laughs> but, uh, maybe I can be that play caller. I don't know. I think so. I think we can get it done, but, uh, it is absolutely just like you're just living each and every like minute, second, like at this kid's beckoning. We'll see what happens. He's doing he's doing great, but we did not sleep at all last night. Holy crap. I don't know what to say. <laughs> you're you're definitely gonna be able to bring the fruit trays for sure with to your wife when you need it. A lot oh, yeah. more carbs in your life than Cliff Kingsbury's, I'm sure. Right. Um but yeah, I mean that's good. Happy for you, happy everything uh has worked out thus far. And we'll um, you know, we'll be on this journey with you. Follow right. the podcast. Okay, Ed Lock, do you have anything else to say to add to it? I was pretty I was pretty pumped that the first sporting event that he took in was the Valley Oop. I mean, that's that's not yeah. a bad thing to watch as I throw up the radio air quotes. And I'll say this too. This this might come off as a is a little um little sad, but not now I got a kid. You gotta you gotta mash that like button. If you don't, you know he's gonna go hungry. Alex and I we, now there's another mouth to feed on the podcast, and uh, just feel bad if you're not hit like or if you're not subscribing to the podcast or the YouTube channel. I, I feel like uh, what was her name? Sally Struthers. Am I am I the one talking for the the needy children on at twelve thirty in the morning on Comedy Central? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, now you know now you know which who is the selfish person in this podcast. His name is Bo Brock. Um, you know what? Let's do this in the first segment. Um, yeah. we're gonna talk about Byron Murphy. Vance Joseph had some very interesting things to say about Byron Murphy, and Bleacher Report had very interesting things to say about AJ Green. We'll talk about that in the third segment. One of the segments I did when you were gone, Bo, was I put a tweet out right after the value was coined, which was like Phoenix somehow falls into the best nicknames, the best <laughs> play on words immediately. Like Hale Murray, right. the fact that that happened, the fact that there hasn't been a quarterback with the last name Murray that threw a Hail Mary, and we were able to coin that here in the Valley. And then living in the Valley, the value, whoever came up with that probably got trampled like the Bulls do in Pamplona by somebody else that had more Twitter followers, and they ended up getting credit for it. Um, Hail Murray, Valley Oop. Pick one. Oh, I love the debate. Man, uh, I it's tough because we do the Cardinals podcast, and we were just kind of living and dying by that moment, and I had uh, things put in perspective for me as far as like hours before watching a, the Suns playoff game. Obviously, the Suns playoff game to go up 2-0, you can, you can say that the stage was a, way larger than a, a, what, a week 13 game against the Buffalo Bills. But the Arizona Cardinals, they needed that game. They absolutely, in hindsight, they needed that game to stay in the playoff picture to as far as they did. Uh, and, it, and it started to kind of change the narrative, if, not only from the fan base, like, hey, we can have nice things and we have the players to give us those nice things between Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and the same could be said for, for the, for the value, but I'll take the Hale Murray. I mean, there's nothing better than a 43 yard pass and somebody going up and over three people kind of like the other Deandre did, but Nook Hopkins, I I'm still like in shock and awe of what he did on that play and Kyler Murray. I mean, just Kyler Murray, get that throw off. Like he did. I'll take the Hale Murray. Yeah, and I I ended on that too. When I put the when I put the Twitter poll out initially, obviously right after the Suns game, it went rampant with Suns fans, and then I believe that uh, the Hail Murray ended up winning. Now the my I, and I agree. I mean, my rationale for it was you have more than one option with 0.9 seconds left. You could set a double pick for Devin Booker and as a decoy and have like you have different options. The Cardinals had to get across the goal line when you're 45-plus yards away with no time left. So you didn't have more than one option besides heaving it into the end zone, throwing it where there's only one flip and wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Great game planning there, Cliffy. And <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins ended up coming down with it. Obviously, what happened in Phoenix in Game 2 may go down. If the, if the Suns win the championship, I'm going to throw up that that's even a sentence still. It's, <laughs> it's incredible to think. If they win the championship, that will go down as probably the most iconic play in Suns history. I mean, you have Gar Hurd in the yeah. '60s with against the Celtics in double overtime. They ended up losing that. They end up losing that game. Rex Chapman shot, but it was in a playoff game. Like it was great, and look at what Rex has done on Twitter and everything. Like not taking anything away from it, but that one made basket pretty much by Jay Crowder shooting from out of bounds and DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Ayton just tipping it in to give them a win after after uh, Paul George misses two free throws. That could go down as the biggest play in Suns history to date, which is crazy. Yeah, and, and the fact that, you know, the Suns took advantage of somebody. George could have put that game at least in a position to where they had to tie with a three-pointer, but they were able to take the lead because he playoff right. P choked. 
But the Bills answered. Like, the Bills took the lead. They scored a touchdown the previous mm-hmm. drive. So the, the the pressure was, I think, more on the Cardinals to respond, and, and they did. And, uh, I mean, in the in, the NFL is just from how important game week in and week out is. It, it, you could equate it to uh, almost a playoff set. I mean, they needed it. It was necessary. It wasn't just like, oh, it was nice. I know they didn't make the playoffs. But it was it was huge at the time, and it was huge for the next couple of weeks, even though they fell short. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, great minds think alike. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Card. Subscribe for Gray William Brock's sake. Uh, <laughs> Bo's new kid, new kid, as if he bought a new car. Uh, newborn son, 72 hours ago. Um, subscribe on YouTube, please. We're skyrocketing up with subscriptions. I mean, we just did this, started this a week and a half ago, and we're getting numbers up, up and up every day, it seems like. Uh, coming up next, Byron Murphy under the microscope in the words of his defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph. But first... Uh, betonline.ag, Bo, we have previewed the Suns and Clippers pretty much in the first part of the segment. The Suns are now a one-point favor going into tonight on the road. Betonline.ag has got you covered. Go there, all the best news, the Major League Baseball, NHL playoffs. You can, I mean, baseball is, I wish baseball was my favorite sport because you could watch your favorite team play 162 times pretty much in succession with what, less than two weeks off in a row? Right. And Bet Online's got you covered. Go to Bet Online on your website or your mobile device. Use promo code locked on and you'll get 50% off your first or 50% on top of your first deposit. Promo code locked on, betonline.ag. You get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Second segment uh, Clancy and Brock. Follow Bo at Bob Brock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you to everybody who listens. Um, we're like 10 weeks away from football. Like it's bonkers. Thank you. NBA. Sorry. 80 days. I think. Right. I, you know what? When I hear days, I get too excited. It's like doing a fantasy football draft too early or buying a fantasy football magazine too early. I really try to push that as much as possible till we get to like 50 and then it becomes real when, you know, real training camps and, and, uh, preseason really comes to the forefront, but we're close. And the cornerback room is one that, is probably the biggest question mark going into the 2021 season. You have Malcolm Butler, who was the, quote, big acquisition in the offseason. Robert Alford's coming back if he doesn't get injured before the season starts. Hopefully not, knock on wood. And, you know, Darquez Denard, they signed uh, late in in the free agency uh, window there. And then you have Byron Murphy. And Byron Murphy's going into his third season. And Byron Murphy was drafted. Well, he was drafted 2-1, first pick of the second round. People thought at that time that it was a steal. Byron mm-hmm. Murphy out of Washington. The games are too late. People on the East Coast don't know who he is because the games start at 11 o'clock Eastern at night. And he's shown flashes, but something, and, and we've talked about him being a very important player going into the 2021 season, obviously because of the shortcomings of the cornerback room, and also to see if he's going to be a long-term Cardinal or not. Vance Joseph, and this was an article uh, by Kyle Odegaard um, on azcardinals.com. The quote is, DC Vance Joseph lists Cardinals Nickelback as his top cover man. You could take this a bunch of different ways. One, you take it as sweet. Maybe there's a guy that's going to come out of the woodwork and actually be a CB1. I mean, I know he plays in the nickel, he plays inside, but... What is he going to do this year? Are they going to move him outside for necessity purposes? And two, 
oh no, if Byron Murphy's your top cover corner, what are we doing here? And we don't know what the right answer is because really this is the put up or shut up year for uh for uh geez, who am I talking for Byron Murphy? Yeah. Like it was yeah, for yeah. Christian Kirk last year, it's Byron Murphy this year, and it should be very interesting to watch. Yeah, Byron Murphy's gonna be kind of setting himself up potentially for an extension. He doesn't get that fifth year option because he was that second round pick. So they're under four year deals. He's in his third year. So he could really set himself up to go into next season staring down, ne negotiating, uh, staying here and, and getting a lucrative contract. Like, could he take the step that Buda Baker made, but at his position? I mean, that, that would be huge. That would be massive. It, it's like there are a couple guys on this defense that if they tap into their potential, it could be scary. And if they don't, it could be scary the other, other way. I mean, you know about Chandler Jones. You know about J.J. Watt. And you know about, you know, probably Malcolm Butler. You absolutely know about Buda Baker. But if guys like Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, and Byron Murphy tap into the potential that that Steve Keim envisioned when he drafted them, then look out. Because this defense goes from good to pretty good to potentially great. You know, I think that they have that skill set, but developing and, and kind of, Actually tapping into it, that's just an, that's another thing. And Vance Joseph sees that. We saw some versatility from Byron Murphy. I hope he transcends like everybody's idea of who he is as a corner. Like hopefully he's not just a nickel corner. Hopefully he's not the inside guy. I hope he can, you know, cover as well as Vance Joseph does because I've seen like the one play that stands out to me for Byron Murphy is knocking the ball out of Trent Taylor's hands at the end of the game one last year. And you didn't see as much of that in coverage the rest of the season. So I'm looking for more of that. No doubt about it. Right. And I just like, and it's going to be interesting to see because it's going to be on a curve in some respect um, in this way. Just like how Kyler Murray being able to be outside of the pocket and be elusive and, you know, extend plays with his legs makes the offensive lineman's jobs easier as opposed to having to protect for a stand-up pocket-only quarterback. With the pass rush as it's set right now, if it works, like you mentioned, the cornerback's jobs are going to be a little bit easier. You'd think, in theory, because yeah. you're getting more pressure on the quarterback, they're not going to have to cover as long, which will, in turn, make them look better. And that'd be great. I mean, obviously, the anchor of the defense is Buda Baker over the top and the front seven. I mean, that's it. That, that That's what's set in place. Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons are going to have to step up or you're going to have your corners out on islands and you could potentially get torn apart. So the, the pass rush is going to be vital to Byron Murphy's success this year. Sure, he'll grow more and I'm sure he's going to perform well. But if the pass rush isn't there like you're expecting it to be, it could be a long season for all the corners, not just Byron Murphy. And, and that blueprint, it was pretty prevalent in the postseason last year. It was obviously the team that took home the title. When JPP and uh, Shaq Barrett were pressuring opposing quarterbacks, obviously you had the middle with the linebackers, and you, you're excited about Simmons and Zayvon Collins just as you would be for Devin White and Avante David. But a young group of corners uh, and anchored kind of by Antoine Winfield, a kind of a wild card safety hybrid, um, those guys by the pressure up front were able to kind of develop and cover and not have the pressure of having to like stay on an island for so long. And they all developed. And by the end of the year, 
when it mattered most, they were helping shut down one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game in Patrick Mahomes. But we saw what 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 was effective, and it was getting him off his spot, making him uncomfortable. I mean, that's that's like the biggest example that you could see. And then there's like Washington. You know, Washington. I can tell you that like they didn't have that great of cornerbacks. They let a couple of their guys walk. Quentin Dunbar was up in Seattle, and uh, I think. Um, Josh Norman, they outright released. They had no name guys, but they covered fine because they had Chase Young, they had Montez Sweat, they had Deron Payne. A good front seven can put you in a great spot uh, for pretty average cornerback room. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, Washington's a very good example because that defense, um, they're going to be a top three defense this year. And they're actually going to have an offense with a quarterback who can huck it in Ryan Fitzpatrick in some capacity. So, that, I mean, that's that that's a good way to look at it there with Washington. I agree. I mean, the front set, like that's, I've said multiple times, Steve Kime had to choose his own adventure before training camps, before free agency started in the draft. He chose the front seven. Yeah. He chose the front seven. I mean, and that's, and we'll see in the offensive line also with the acquisition of Rodney Hudson, the Cardinals did overpay for Rodney Hudson at K one MVP on Twitter, who I've been going back and forth on Rodney Hudson was cut. His contract was voided by Mm -hmm. the Raiders. And then they said, whoopsie, just kidding. Steve Kime, you're going to offer me a third-round pick so you don't have to, you know, avi in free agency for Rodney Hudson services? Sure, we'll trade you for a third-round pick. Absolutely. That's what I meant by overpayment. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Love you. Coming up next, AJ Green and Bleacher Report. Not the most glowing report on AJ Green's projections for 2021. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. We will be right back. But first, Bo when you don't sleep, oh. it's hard to eat full course meals. You know, <laughs> no, I'm sure that bad. McDonald's would be yearned for at this point, but there's something that's always there for you, and that's none other than Bill Bar. The Bill Bar is the best protein, protein best tasting protein bar ever. Let me do the damn live read. Wow. They're all chocolate covered. Okay, Bo and I, I believe, agree on salted caramel being our favorite. Is that right? Is that the one seed? Yeah, when there isn't a limited time, like German chocolate, it's the limited time flavors back. It's unbelievable. And I think I saw for the entire summer, one of your top seeds, orange, is back. Summer, it's the best I think, one. It's was the best it raspberry, one. raspberry or strawberry and orange are back for the entire summer long. So you've got that plus the nine trusty flavors, including salted caramel. Oh, uh, yeah. Big things at Built Bar. Equally as nutritious as it is delicious. What is it like? 17 grams, usually of protein, 140 calories, four grams of net carbs. It's just unreal. Billbar.com. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, Billbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your first order at the aforementioned Billbar.com. LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at Billbar.com. Get your asses over there. They're really good. All right. So let's just do this. I've been an AJ Green truther. I would, I mean, AJ Green was always my coveted first round pick in fantasy football from the years of what, what years? 2021, like 2013 or 2014, 2015, when he was just the silent assassin. It was Andy Dalton. It was him. Like you had some Marvin Jones in there. You had some Muhammad Sanu in there, but it was really AJ Green, 6'4", outside, not afraid to run across the middle, could catch every ball around him, was a great red zone threat. And sure, the last 720 days or so of his life regarding football haven't been ideal. 
injuries, rookie quarterback, rookie quarterback tearing his ACL, and a bad team equates to not that great of numbers. Bleacher Report. Bo, what did Bleacher Report say about A.J. Green? So basically what their headline is, uh, A.J. Green could disappoint for the Arizona Cardinals. I guess they're kind of going through a couple offseason acquisitions. They had the same kind of headline bait for Patrick Peterson. It's him being a potential disappointment. And they're looking at some guys where they're a little bit long in the tooth for the NFL. If, here's a little blurb about Green that, that really is going to put things and see what they're talking about. They said that Green and the Cardinals disappointed. Uh, they could be with a 32-year-old's contributions. He hasn't had a 1,000-yard season since 2017. He missed the entire 2019 campaign with an ankle injury. And despite being healthy for all 16 games last season, he wasn't particularly effective, even with Joe Burrow under center. Finished with 523 receiving yards, just two touchdowns. Bengals quarterbacks had a collective passer rating of 55.1 when targeting Green. I just uh, hear, I hear what they're saying, but I think what they're trying to, what are your expectations for AJ Green? If it's a thousand yard receiver, I think he could approach that and you still be wanting or craving more from him. But if you approach a thousand yards in 17 games with AJ Green, he's doing what the Cardinals wanted him to do. He doesn't need to be a thousand yard guy, but if he can be a second option, and he can maybe pave the way for Rondell Moore. He'll be great. And I think he's just going to be great having an improved passer in Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler Murray doesn't he doesn't have a 55 quarterback passer rating really against anybody. So he's already going to have better quarterback play. That's just going to be, and we've seen him catching passes from Kyler Murray. I think he's going to help. Just uh we talked to uh who is it from Jake Liskow. He thought he's going to play a little slot for the Cardinals, and that's huge for AJ Green. I I don't you got to curve your expectations, but I think if you're realistic with it, I don't think he's going to be a disappointment at all. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, AJ Green, and this this is just watching football and seeing the situations that he's around and not just looking at the numbers saying, bust, why would they give him $7 million? I'd rather have, have them give it to him than Larry Fitzgerald at this point. Right. I mean, you got you got to look at, at what the Cardinals have done this offseason. AJ Green has a couple things going for him. He's a couple very good things going for him. One, he's not that fast anymore. So you're not going to be running wide receiver screens for A.J. Green. That is one thing that will not be happening. That's Rondell Moore. That's Christian Kirk. And that's hopefully not DeAndre Hopkins anymore either because regardless of how incredible DeAndre Hopkins is, not the fastest dude in the room. And he doesn't have to be because he's an elite route runner. He catches everything. And he knows his space around him and how to maximize his lack of you know extreme speed. Number two, He's a big target that can run 10 yards, turn around, and catch a ball. And yeah. that's what the Cardinals need in this offense is to be able to move the ball down the field. Doesn't have to be chunk plays. You have to get that intermediate intermediate passing under control. You didn't have anybody last year. right? You need a big 6'4 guy that's not DeAndre Hopkins that just keeps cornerbacks honest. He can beat right. linebackers off the line. Again, he will run any route you ask him to. And number three... He is still, in my opinion, you have Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams is the best red zone threat because he gets the most targets. You have Julio Jones, who doesn't get utilized, and that you have DeAndre Hopkins, and A.J. Green is probably still a top 15 red zone target guy in the NFL, red zone threat, if used right. correctly. He's big, he catches everything, and he can run and out-jump people still at the age of 32. Let, let me ask you this. Would you rather have A.J. Green at just over $6 million? At age 32, or pay nearly 
eleven million dollars for Will Fuller reunite him with DeAndre Hopkins. Is yeah, it a no stupid question? Yeah, I, okay. I mean AJ Green, no, no doubt about it. In my opinion, I mean, I mean Will never Will had a thousand. Yeah, but like so, Matthew Barry, Matthew Barry's favorite thing to say about Will Fuller is if he's playing, you're starting him. But the fact that he, because I mean, he doesn't have a thousand yard season because he never plays. Right. I mean, he he really took the roof off. What was it last year? It was a combination of last year and the year before. We had just these insane numbers: one fifty and two touchdowns on like five catches. Because he is a burner, but I'd much rather have the calm and steady veteran on the outside that you know will probably play more games, even though he has injury his injuries in his past. Obviously, I'd much rather take the sure thing over the the shining star that may get you six games a year or seven games a year. You agree? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it, there is something, especially in football, is getting on the playing field and uh, actually performing week in and week out and taking care of yourself to do that. And I think Will Fuller, whatever it is, he he hasn't been able to achieve that. And if you're going to invest that type of money in him, he's, I know the expectations in Miami are high, but I, I still don't understand it. I mean, he's a guy, he's, he's never played 16 games, never. He's uh he had 879 yards receiving and that's great. He's 26. He's not as young as you think he would be. But man, I would I would take uh I would take AJ Green and if you can keep him motivated, absolutely. He's a guy I, I see what uh, Landon's saying there. He would look disinterested because Cincinnati right after Joe Burrow went down, what was there to play for? There was there was no chance for them to compete in one of the tough, you know, just like the NFC West, one of the toughest divisions in the league. AFC North, it's it's legit. So why would you want to go out there and, and catch passes from Ryan Finley and, and nearly get your career ended every every catch or not right. catch? I mean, AJ Green is legitimately Larry Fitzgerald on a different organization. He was, yeah. That's you know, pretty wild. All he does is he gets paid maybe more than people think he should, but he <laughs> keeps he keeps quiet. He doesn't bit he doesn't bitch about pretty much anything. He's right. a good worker, he's a great employee, and you know, he he was heralded in his time there. I mean, there's one thing that the Cardinals have going for them this offseason. And it's interesting from what Landon said about AJ looking disinterested is JJ Watt, Rodney Hudson, AJ Green, all three coming from dysfunctional franchises. And all three are like, I'm ready to roll. Give me a fresh yeah. start. I mean, Rodney Hudson wanted out. It's the Raiders. It's the Davises. Mark Davis, get a damn haircut that people can look at. I mean, <laughs> the I mean, the fact that you probably pay four hundred dollars for that to look like Lloyd Christmas blows my mind. But you have Rodney Hudson, who's probably the least of the three here. JJ Watt, get me out of here, and he's ready to roll. He's obviously already ingratiated himself into the landscape of the Arizona Cardinals and Phoenix. Everything and AJ Green's like, okay, prove me wrong. Just okay, continue to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what happens in a more functional. Uh, and it's funny. We're looking at the Cardinals as the functional organization out of those four. But maybe we've got a little bit better here than we think. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards on Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube. Like, comment. Tell your friends to subscribe. Big things are coming. We've got some big guests. Again, I, I've teased it all week, but we have a big fantasy football guest coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, we've got some insiders coming up. Uh, Bo and I have made some contacts over our 20 plus years combined in the business. So, um, it's, it's going to be a fun summer. It's going to be a fun summer. Sons and four still alive tonight. Check out Brendan clean at Brendan clean on Twitter at locked on sons on Twitter. Great follow. They are the bells of the ball right now. Sons Twitter. 
Um, don't worry, Cardinals fans. Our time will come. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.